If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy 90-Minute Monday to everyone in the sports universe. It is Monday, November the 8th, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports. We are live. We're Aaron Crouch. I am Michael Carvalhos. Aaron, what is going on? Oh, not a whole lot. We had uh, quite the the crazy-ass weekend in sports, man. Yes. So, at least in football. And uh, a lot of shakeup in college. I'm curious to see Tuesday's results. And uh, the NFL, man. Dogs eat. Dogs eat. is a dog-eat-dog world. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Michael Carvelis. And for Aaron, it's Aaron AM Drive. AM Drive TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also go AM Drive with Mike and Aaron on YouTube. I put some more segments on there finally. And I'm trying to get more better with that. More better. That's not a thing. But. Aaron, we are presented by Pick'em Wars. I don't know why. There it is. Okay, this one is presented by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. www.pick'emwars.com slash fly. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y to tell them that we sent you and thank you in advance. I actually haven't checked my pick on wars this morning. I meant to do that, but I know I checked my Android yeah. 5. Huh? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't check mine either, but um, I did have a lot of dogs. So I don't I – I am curious to check that out, actually. Well, Aaron, let's start off before you do that with our best and worst of the weekend. Let's start off with your worst. All right, so my worst is going to be in college football, and uh, it's the guys we hyped up all last week, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, and that's the Cincinnati Bearcats. You know, mm-hmm. I, I understand a lot of teams struggled and Michigan State lost, but uh, this was a chance for Cincinnati to really do themselves a favor here. And um, I know that Tulsa's actually played a couple teams close this year. And uh, they've been a little up and down, but I really thought this was a spot where Cincinnati could get a good head on their shoulders, get into this game motivated, pissed off, whatever you want to call it, and, and maybe, you know, do some boat racing this week. And um, 28-20, it's just, uh, you know, in a week where, like I said, you know, we had Purdue upset in Michigan State, Alabama just getting by, um, Oregon just getting by, Ohio State just getting by. They had a chance to maybe move up, and uh, there's a chance they might move down. Yeah, after we sung their praise and now we look stupid. I don't think we look stupid. I think we're fine. I'm still I'm still not happy the fact that there is, you know, um, you know, the Alabama situation. I understand Alabama's probably a better team, but I don't I don't like to live in the world of probably. So they lost. They were number two in both polls. They'll probably still be a worse number three. And there's not there's no reason they should they should be number six or possibly worse in the in the CFP polls. 
So that's still my beef with the committee. They get a free right. loss. But you're right. They're just, they're, uh, what do you call it? They're, they're just uh, ensuring confirmation bias with the committee at this point. Fair enough. My worst of the weekend is also in college football. Arizona Wildcats fans decide to storm the field after they snapped a long losing streak. They beat the Carolina, was it Bears, I think? Uh, Cal Golden Bears, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Cal Golden Bears, 10-3. to That was their first win of the season, 10-3. to I don't like this idea of storming the field. I think, um, what was it earlier? Who did it earlier this year? Was it UConn or something like that? Or? I thought you Iowa. Or was Kansas. Well, Kansas did it when they beat an SD, uh, That's F- what I meant. SDS school. I thought you were talking about the Iowa when they beat Nah, Kansas. I'm over that now, for now. But, um, <laughs> no, Kansas doing it, it's just like, we suck so bad. Like, what is the point? It doesn't make any sense. I don't appreciate it. I think it's it really shows how crappy they are. Like, this is like you're really telling recruits you want to come here and you're doing this. Not a good look for me. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I know that I I, I know that uh, one of the schools I went to UCF had like a 15 or 16 or 17 game losing streak in a row, and Marshall came to town and mm. uh, they snapped that streak against Marshall, and the fans rushed the field, took the goalpost home. <laughs> so, so you know, and then it, it seemed to be the start of an uptick to where UCF football is today. You know. Uh, I don't hate it. It's kind of a fun poke at yourself, really. I mean, for beating that. But, I mean, Arizona's a bad football team. They're almost into the realm of UMass and UConn. Mm. Um, so, I don't I don't hate it. It's it's nice to celebrate things when, when nothing goes right for years at a time. So, um, while it might be your worst, I don't think it's definitely not my best, but I uh, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't hate it at all. Fair enough. Now, let's say the best for last. Aaron, what is your best? I'm curious. So my best of the weekend is what we just witnessed right last night before we went to bed, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Um, got themselves a road victory, a huge road victory, uh, with no Derrick Henry where everyone thought the sky was falling. Um, got some beef to pick with uh, one of our 12-ounce members, uh, he who shall not be named. I don't want to throw him under the bus here, but uh, kind of had some chirping chips this morning on the uh, Twitter thread. And um, I believe we both picked them to cover, if not win. So... Uh, Maybe he needs to rewatch Friday's show, my friend. Oh, oh! I did okay. say if if he wants to find selective uh, issues, I did say I don't know if they can win, but um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Tennessee's going to be okay. But uh, it doesn't mean that just this one win is that's it. They can pack it in. They that's still got a, Yeah. I mean, I said they get to nine, ten wins, they locked it up, and this is one that I. I obviously didn't expect they would do, but I'm not saying that they, you know, they're not a bad team. It's all on Tannehill. It's all on Tannehill. Yeah, and to me, trick plays. I mean, they, they did a good job, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, yeah, you're right. Chirping is not allowed when we pick them to cover. If I pick them to get blown out, I'll eat my medicine here, but I'll take my oh. medicine. Not today, brother. Mike's best. That's my best. Novak Djokovic. I'll be honest. I'm a Roger Federer fan when it comes to tennis, if I do watch tennis. I'm a Roger Federer fan, and Novak Djokovic is the first ever men is the first ever player to end the year as number one for seven times. That's just even I thought the guy had like I mean I know he he'd done well recently, but I didn't realize he was he was that good still. It's a big accomplishment for a sport. Literally, it's your fault if you lose and your fault if you win. Like it's Manu and Manu, it's yeah. my skill versus your skill. 
It's it's even better than basketball or football. Like you just me versus you. That's it. Over and over and over. And you have to be that's a pretty considering so many people do try tennis. Pretty cool, but to be number one seven times. And that's the great thing about you know competition like that. There's not a ton of sports where it's man to man. There's no one to blame. Like I know there's some some issues with trying to blame officials, but you know, I mean ultimately at the end of the day, it's you versus you. I mean I think between tennis and, and, and boxing slash UFC, there's not a real not a whole lot of sports that aren't team sports that we, you know, follow that you know, in, in I mean, look at the OBJ situation, blaming everybody but himself. You know, you could find that in any in any spino. Jimmy Butler had some issues in a couple of destinations where it was never his fault. Ben Simmons, blah blah blah. But yeah, kudos to Novak Djokovic. I mean, like you said, you know, it's it's just a, a pure test of. I can't even believe Nadal never got that. Nadal dominates the French Open more than anything, and I think that he, he struggles some, he recently. Runs, he had some runs where he was still, even on any court, was still one of the best players, if not the best player. But I bet you, you know, Federer has like five or six of those, though. That's fair, and I don't know if Federer will ever get that again. He, I, yeah, I, he's getting up he's, there, and I know that he's, he's been hurt, he's been hurt recently, like twice. Right. So I, uh, yeah, kudos to Djokovic. That's a nice find there as your best of the week. I found that randomly. Didn't even mean to find it. Just popped up on Yahoo Sports. I was like, "Oh, sweet! That was a great app, by the way. Thank you for showing me that." Um, that was our segment presented by PickAndMores.com/fly. Make your picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Let's get to our AM Drive Five recap. Aaron, I went three and two, and I could have gone four and one if those darn Missouri Tigers had not kicked a random field goal in the fourth quarter. I was like, "Yeah." Oh, yes, they're going to win by 39 and a half points. You know what? Screw you guys. They won by 37, which even killed, I believe, the first spread. It was God almighty. What a what a bad beat. I mean, what, 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter, but I was still mad. But three and two, that's probably my worst of that three and two, but I got a pretty good week. Yeah, I did not do as well. I went <laughs> one and four. I also had Cincinnati. I Like I said, I had, I had mm. a mental mindset of, you know, destruction for them, and it didn't work out. FAU got some balls bounced the wrong way, and just had a bad week in the NFL. I'm I'm probably going to end up being 500. Uh, well, actually, six and seven, um, five and five and seven through the Sunday games with the Bears oh. pending. But uh, you know, in in a situation with a dog's paradise, I picked one dog that got boat raced in Carolina, and then I picked a, a favorite that I thought would come off a bye and destroy. Minnesota and they played catch up all game in Baltimore and it just cardiac arrest team. Up, they ended up getting to a, a spot where they were covering at 27 20 and they they couldn't hold on. So Cincinnati, FAU, Baltimore, and Carolina didn't do many favors, but we did get Nebraska home plus 15, which I actually did end up betting uh, with real wow. money. So um, overall, it was actually a down week for me betting, which is the first one this season. Um, even despite the fact that I actually picked a lot of dogs in the NFL. Um, just college football, Mike. I need you to be my sponsor. Can they? Can we be uh, like? A, can we start like a Degenerates Anonymous hotline to tell me not to bet college football? I please and thank you. Thank you for calling the Corona Light Hotline. <laughs> yeah, Tony Romo be my sponsor then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into more our actual first game. Really, it was last night. We already talked about it a little bit, but Titans beat the Rams. I love how Mike Tirico before the game said. I'm just going to pick the Titans just because I'm all, I want, I don't want to be on the wrong side. Everybody else is picking them, so I'm going to pick them. 
Y'all are so biased, bro. Like, people are – I know a lot of people pick the Rams to win, and rightfully so. But can we stop with this pick them before the Sunday night football game? How many times have you seen the graphic of, oh, look who they picked and look who won? It is boring. But, no, as for the game itself, I really thought the Rams could have won the game, but a few blunders by Matthew Stafford, including a Carson Wentz lookalike play, really kind of really kind of broke their momentum. They led 3 nothing. And I thought their defense was playing pretty well. And suddenly the Titans capitalized off some stupid plays. And that was the end of the game. I mean, I think the Rams had a chance to cut it to 21 to 10. But Tyler Higby stepped like the left side of his shoe on the goal line, on the out of bounds line. I was like, yeah. I feel like Titans did a good job. But, um, and Matthew Stafford kind of sucked in prime time. But I feel like if they played a game, I feel like the Rams would win. But that doesn't count. Yeah. And, and you look at this, this, uh, Tennessee team, and you know, two of the last three weeks they've given up sixteen to the high offense, high octane Rams, three to the what do we make of them Chiefs offense, and then uh, and then a couple weeks ago before that they gave up nineteen to the Jaguars. It's like, you know, is the defense turning a corner? I mean, they obviously they need a new identity with Derrick Henry being gone. Ryan Tannehill, we've talked about this a few times. I said I I, I think he's fine as a quarterback. Um, great. No, but, uh, you know, Adrian Peterson comes in off the streets and gets a touchdown. You know, I, I thought Jeremy McNichols would be more involved, but it didn't look like it was a huge offensive, you know, output by the team. So I, I chalk this up to a good defensive play. So is this Tennessee's new identity? Now I understand, you know, two weeks ago they gave up what 31 to the Colts or 34 or something like that. But like they had to play catch up for a lot of that game too. Right. They had to play catch up. I don't know if they can do that consistently uh, against some of these better teams. No, no disrespect to the Colts. Um, but I just, I, like I said, I, I'm going to stick to my thing. If Tennessee can get to nine wins, they're good. They're good. They're going to make the playoffs. Are they a Super Bowl contender? I don't think so. Neither do I. I don't think so, but I think they can, I think they can win the next two games and be nine and two saints and Texans. Huh. And oh, no, this is better Trevor Simeon. I mean, I feel like if James Winston played that game, Falcons still lose. Well, I mean, Falcons still win. So, well, the Falcons lost. The Saints won yesterday. I know, no, Saints, Saints lost. Oh, that's right. Young Way kicked that game winner. That's right. You're right. I My Young that. Way, baby. Yeah, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that last part. Yeah. Um, anyways, point being is. Uh, you, you know, you look at the way they played against the Rams. This schedule doesn't look as tough as it did five days ago. That's the crazy thing. I mean, like yeah. I said, Saints, Texans, Patriots, Jags, Steelers, Niners, Dolphins, Texans. I mean, is there a real possibility they're like 14 and three? Mm. Here's the problem with this is I want to pump the brakes on this Titans win. Like I said, they, they punched a good team in the mouth. And I feel like that, and they are a good team themselves. But I don't. Now I wonder, just like if they had lost this game, how the future would be looking for them. Now that they've won this game, you better dang sure hope you win the next two games because then the questions will start turning out gray. They do need Derrick Henry. And, and, you know, Adrian Peterson is not the guy we think he can be. We're going to find out in the next two weeks if they're actually still good or if they need Derrick Henry the whole time. Well, the last thing I'll say, last two things I'll say, is who in their right mind would say they don't need Derrick Henry? Right. I mean, that's just a silly question. But I'm looking at their schedule, and I think their toughest game left on their schedule is at Pittsburgh. Oh. That's not bad. And I Pittsburgh mean, shows could, up, and sometimes they don't. If this defense can show up <clears throat> 14-3, and three, 
12 and 5, but I don't know. I forget all the, you know, 12 and 5-ish or better is is not, not out of the realm of possibility here. Fair enough. Let's get to one more thing before we take a commercial break. How about Kyle Larson? I don't know if you how long many of you have watched the show, but since about mid-NASCAR season, I told Mr. Aaron that because of the racial stuff going on, I'm not saying it was rigged because it's kind of hard to rig this thing. I'm saying Hendrick Motorsports might have put a lot of money into his car more than other cars. This guy was never good on short tracks, and he won at Phoenix, dominated Phoenix. Chase Elliott was, was good, but he finished third on the point standings. This set up for Kyle Larson. Fantastic job, dude, but he still said the N-word on, on a video game stream. And to me, that's a little bit worse than some of the things we've excused, like from a John Gruden from 12 years ago. Somebody just dug up out of nowhere. This right here is pretty crappy. That he gets fired from his team then steps into this job and gets all the money put in his car. Like, come on, guys. Stop that. I don't appreciate this. Hmm. I don't know much about this story. I do remember the, the there was a NASCAR driver who used the N-word. I'm, I'm obviously assuming it's him. Right. Um, I mean, how do you show remorse for what you did? I mean, are we trying to cancel everybody that makes a slip-up in their life? I mean, obviously. I, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Are we, I mean, it seems like one side of the aisle is definitely trying to do that if you are not in their camp or no, don't do, you're woke, don't do the right things. But, uh, I mean, look, if if he apologized and show remorse, I know what the basketball player did something on a, on a video game stream too, and then tried to like double down on it. Don't double down. Ah. Look, even if you don't mean it, and I know this isn't the right way to go about it, but even if you don't mean your apology, like just, just act PR. Act heartfelt. For PR, you know, yeah. You're still going to have people who detract you for the rest of your life. There's still people who hate Michael Vick. And, you know, yeah, wife, and he's done wife. amazing afterwards, by the way. Well, my wife will never – my wife will turn the TV or leave the room when he comes on, on the television. She's not on, on too much. No, anymore. he's fun. No, he's good to listen to anyways, but yeah. I understand that, but but I still have a, I still have an issue with him as a person who really loves dogs. Anyways, I don't want to get down this rabbit hole. Point, point being is, is like – um, you know, people will give you a second chance if you legitimately think, you know, like if, if they legitimately think you actually do, you know, feel sorry. And I, I, I think that he, I mean, I don't know this whole situation, so you can tell me, I mean, when he apologized that it seemed like, you know, a situation where, you know, it legitimately is just a slip up. I mean, people say dumb crap all the time on those, uh, on those video game streams. I, I remember back in the day, like playing call of duty, like I was, called well, people say all the, kind of crap. Yeah. I know I was called some of the worst names <laughs> ever. Uh, to my knowledge, I don't have anything in front of me, but like, you know, Hey, look, things happen. Uh, you know, first of all, video game streams are a very dangerous Avenue for these guys. <laughs> Cause you know, you get frustrated, uh, and, and say things you probably don't mean. And I don't think this is a, this is a different situation than the John Gruden thing because John Gruden kind of showed a pattern. And so that was a little different. And you could kind of tell if you watched Gruden's QB camps, he said some things that were a little on the edge back then. Now that are definitely over the edge now. So I, I don't know. Um, not to get too much into NASCAR talk, we'll take a commercial break here. But uh, I just got this what, email from John Gruden. Oh, I was just saying one you told me last week whenever he called us douchebags. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can handle douchebag, but, <laughs> but let's um, leave that alone. I don't know whether to congratulate this guy. It feels like you don't want to congratulate him. So I don't know. I, I don't because I feel like winning does not just cure all badness just because you win. It does not mean that we should just forget that this guy literally said something, you know, like you had a million words of saying you said that one. It just 
that to me is kind of weird. Well, now that okay. he wins, it's all fine. I don't know if it's all fine, but I mean, don't we always try to kind of put bad things behind us and eliminate sure. the thought of those? I mean, I mean, look at OJ Simpson. He's revered on social media. The guy yeah. most likely killed people. <laughs> I'll put, and I'll say one more thing because I feel this has to be said. I remember when Aroldis Chapman, who won with the Yankees, or either some the team he was playing for when he beat the living snot out of someone, like beat him to a pulp. Beat his girlfriend or his wife. I think he was with the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, gets released. You know, how dare you? Goes and wins the World Series like with an awesome save. Comes back, gets a bigger contract. That, to me, it just this is the same situation. You say something stupid, you get exiled from, like, to Siberia. Boom, bring back, and under the radar, we're going to make you look good. Come on, man. We're just going to forget this guy did this crap like, two years ago? Come on. Right, but uh, two things. Are we never going to forgive? That's true, but how, some people's consequences are a lot worse, and to me, that's that's not fair. I mean, it's not up to me, but it's not fair that consequences for some people are way worse than us. Like, John Gruden may never have another ESPN or NFL job again. Correct. And while he didn't actually commit a crime, that's it's not up to him to have a, another job. You know, I, I think eventually, maybe with a regime change in the NFL or, you know, 15 years. Down, but the thing is, he's like almost 60. Like it's it's almost kind of looks good. <laughs> but I mean, look at Ray, uh, uh, Ray Rice versus Greg Hardy. Right. Know, Ray, Ray Rice is on video punching a girl in the face. And I don't believe he was ever formally charged for that because I think the girl dropped the charges. But so, then you have like Greg Hardy, who just beat, I think, one or multiple women. And I think he played for like one or two more teams afterwards. And now he's in the UFC beating up people. <laughs> yeah. If you can play or drive in this case, they're going to find a spot for you. Well, speaking of the drive, we'll be right back. Um, Aaron's made a new commercial, so this is kind of cool. I am excited for this, to see the premiere of it on our show. And we come back. Best spoiler makers upset Michigan State and everything else in college football. Holy cow. We'll be right back. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. 
you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the Vice Golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a Pro Plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code one two o z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Great commercial, by the way. <laughs> Second of all, I did check my Pick and Wars account. I actually had a really good week. Now, week 10 of college football, I was 27th, which is like a career low. But uh -huh. week 9 of the NFL, I got 7th place. I didn't win any money. We got 271 tokens. Oh, nice. so I'm at 298 you, tokens now. What places does it take to win money? First and second? Or does it depend on the number of players? It's um. I'll put it this way: first place won two hundred eighty bucks. They got ninety one percent right. Um, the last I believe well, they might be top three because there are three. There are like ten people here that finished third. And they all won forty bucks a piece. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. pretty cool. So I was close, but no cigar. That's still good though. I didn't check mine on the break. I uh, I was so happy. That was awesome. Hey, that's good. Those tokens, I think, help you boost. I have to go into it and look. Yes. It looks like it helps you boost some of your picks as well, which I think based on, on what I was looking at, it, you know, you need some of those boosts and those tokens to actually get into those top spots. So earning the tokens to for starting, you can also buy those tokens as well. But earning the tokens to start is definitely a big uh, a big step up in helping you uh, maybe earn some money here. You still got to be good at picking, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. Pickamores.com slash fly, just to let you guys know. But also, Aaron – if you want a podcast or a small business, it's hard spreading the word. You got friends and family that want to check it out, but will they? You hope, but most of the time, probably they forget. Yeah. It's time to go with Popple. P-O-P-L. No more begging for views. No more, hey, check this out when you get a chance. Popple is an easy-to-use but high-tech digital business card. Get your Popple using the code AMDRIVE for 20% off. Set up your links and share. People you share with don't even need Popple. Again, when you buy your Popple in keychain, credit card, or even pop socket form, use the code AMDRIVE, all caps, no spaces, for 20% off on popl.co. Okay. I should be getting to the college football weekend. What about you? I'm ready for it. Fire it up. 
Boilermakers upset the number three Michigan State Spartans, who I told you guys they came back running the football, and I did not think that was – I thought that was a sham against Michigan. But I'm wondering, is the Big Ten this good? Or do people just overrate Iowa and Michigan State because Purdue beat them both? So I don't – I think it's a combination of both and neither. Right. You know, it's like, okay, you have to take away, okay, did people – you know, is the Big Ten this good? Maybe. Uh, you know, it, it, it looks like the parody is a little better than in years past. And did people overrate Iowa and Michigan State? No, I don't think so necessarily. But as far as Michigan State goes – uh, if you want to call them overrated at three, sure. But I thought they were definitely a top 10 team. They probably still are at this point. Um, Purdue's not a bad team. I mean, they've lost in, in kind of crucial spots. And I think that's what's ultimately hurt, hurt Purdue. You know, uh, losing to Minnesota was a tough one. Getting boat raced by Wisconsin was tough. I don't mind the, the Notre Dame loss for them. Uh, so, I don't know. Ultimately, I believe still... Um, I have to look at the uh, have to look at the standings here, but I believe still Michigan State controls their own destiny in the Big Ten East uh, because they have a matchup against Ohio State. So I think Michigan Ohio State are still the cream of the crop. Maybe so, but Michigan blew a uh, blew a lead to Michigan State. The point I'm getting at here is the fact that like the Big Twelve seems to do this every year and cannibalize themselves. And I feel like the Big Ten's kind of almost has that approach right now. Now, obviously, Ohio State's still out in front with a 6-0 conference record, but if Michigan State beats Ohio State, we're just in a big cluster in the East. I mean, Michigan State's ultimately going to win, but now you have a team that a lot of people believe in Ohio State. You know, are they the best team in, in the Big Ten conference just because they may have lost to Michigan State? I mean, it almost looks like Ohio State's becoming the Alabama of the Big Ten. Like say Alabama, say say Ohio State never lost to Oregon, and they're nine and zero, six and zero in conference, and Michigan State walks in and beats them. Can't play in the title game, but if Michigan State somehow lost to like let's say Purdue or Wisconsin in the Big Tw- Big Ten title game, would the committee not put Ohio State in there with one loss? Remember when they did that with Alabama? Alabama won the national title without even winning their own conference championship. That play. was frustrating. They didn't even play in it. I feel like Ohio State now the, the Oregon the Oregon loss could change everything because I don't know if the the committee wants to put a two loss team in there, but if if this is ever a year that a two loss team might get in there, could be Ohio State or Alabama. And that's one of the things I believe. Um, when myself, Ian, and Glenn were on Sports War on Friday, we actually talked about this. Like, if you like, you have to expand this thing. Like Glenn's idea is put the Power Five winners automatically in. Correct. And then. Think about two or three teams to put in afterwards. Like that way, a Cincinnati can get in or something like that. But it is frustrating, though. Like you said, the two, like Alabama, like you said, they're not winning their conference championship, but winning the whole thing. That to me should not be allowed unless they only have that one loss and that's that game. But like Ohio State, though, you're right. Like they're getting the same treatment and rightfully so. But eventually, to me, resume and team history should not matter. But the situation also is, is if, if if college football if if the NFL is about parity and college football is finding the excellence in the sport, right? A team that can't win their own conference shouldn't be, be able to compete for a national title. I'm fine with it, but it also I means too. that expansion should occur. I I'm of the belief twelve teams, uh, power five 
um, six, uh, no, five power five conference champions, the best two group of five mid-majors, whatever you want to call them, and then five at-large. I'm more of an eight kind of guy because I don't want it to get too big. I feel like eight is better because you have, like, the five. Then you have, like, one or two like of the, of the power. Now, if, you look at, if you look at it in a spot with 12, you have five power conference champions, five power conference runner-ups. That's 10 plus your two group of fives. There's your 12-team playoff. Mm. Because if we're putting at-large, we're putting the best at-large, we're usually not conference champions, correct? Right. So let's put let's basically put if you finish top two in your in your power five conference, you're in the playoff. You know what this makes me miss? This makes me miss the NCAA football game. I just I used to love the whole God, I used to love that bowl game stuff on Xbox three six. It was so fun. It was cool. I know they've been talking about trying to trying to get that going again. Oh, they're bringing it back. I just don't know when. Yeah, I just don't know if they're going to use likenesses. I mean, I don't know how that's all going to work, which I'm okay with. I mean, after like the first three years, it was all fake players anyways. And I play boy, I I to Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns all the way, baby. (laughs) I was Old Dominion. I played Old Dominion. Really? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Just the whole the whole scenario thing is ah, I love that. I'm sorry, I I had nostalgia for a minute. I mean, I just think 12 works. If you if you can if you can finish top two in your now, get rid of your divisions. That's the un- that's the other unfair situation. Yeah, that's because the Big Ten is you're showing that. The Big Ten, I mean, the SEC West minus you know minus Georgia. I mean, nobody in the SEC East. Just get rid of your divisions, and um, top two teams advance. I know that might make championship games a little less exciting, but I still think these kids want to win. You know, the SEC title game, the Big Ten title game. And I was telling Glenn on that Sports War episode, I was like, you know, Glenn, can you imagine like his. If, if, like, the Power 5 school that wins it is, like, they're an automatic bid. It's almost like March Madness. Like, oh, yes, we're in the we're in the tournament now. It makes them feel like they've accomplished something, and it might bring more eyes to a Pac-12 championship than I may watch. Well, I mean, look at it. I mean, look at the situation here. I, I don't have everything exactly. I mean, I'm looking at this situation. If, if this were to hold serve, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Ohio State, and – Georgia, Oklahoma. Who's the other? Who's the other conference? Oh, ACC. So who's uh, the ACC champion right now? Let's see. Wake Forest lost, and Pittsburgh is right behind them. I think Wake Forest is still in front. It would be Wake Forest. So the highest ACC team is thirteenth. And but boy, Pitt just. I, I just. I was thinking about that. I'm sorry. And Pitt. Pitt's twenty five. They they lost uh, too, Pitt, didn't they? No, Pitt won. Because Wake Forest lost, but I think Pitt won. They did, they did, but they lost to Miami two weeks ago. So that Woo! kind of dropped them. But I mean, you know, this is what we say. You know, there's terrorist times when the SEC was down. I know it hasn't. It's been a long time. Nah. But you know, there's, there's it's it's you'd like to think that there's a cyclical trend here. Like, there's nobody in the, the ACC is not going to be represented in the playoff this year. Mm. Damn you, Clemson! Whether that's right or wrong, I mean, Wake Forest is still eight and one, and they're all the way back to thirteen. They're behind, you know, they're behind two seven and two teams in the SEC. And 13 might be generous because that's just the media poll. Well, yeah, it's the AP poll. But, I mean, you, you can't sit here and look at one Power 5 conference from the other because I think Wake Forest can still probably beat seven or eight teams in the in the SEC. I agree. So, I don't know. Uh, move on here. Georgia shot down Missouri 43-6. to six. Only thing I should add in this spot, another opponent was held under seven. It that's blows crazy. my mind. How care who they're playing? It blows my mind. I mean, it's the season's not over yet, but we're talking about an all-time phenomenal defense. It's 
you know, like you said, highest point total of the season given up is 13 to Kentucky and South Carolina. And not that Missouri was a good team. They they're actually 0 and 8 against the spread before coming in. So they actually got oh, their first they got their first cover of the season. And it would be my luck. It would be my luck, yeah. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, but yeah, Georgia, we're talking about an all-world team here. Uh I just wonder you get these teams like this is almost like the Clemson of last year, last two years. You just really run through everybody, never really facing a challenge. And then when you get to the playoff or even the SEC title game, like Alabama's got a pulse. Like, And then Florida just lost again, so now they look worse. Well, Georgia, if they don't lose, they're not coming off that number one spot. Oh, I know. And they shouldn't. No. Um, speaking of Alabama, um, six rushing yards gets you a win against LSU now, apparently. Which is just blo- that's just a bad. They had zero for like the longest time until they finally had six, which is just crazy. And I will say this, Alabama lost A&M, which matters, people. Mm-hmm. They struggled with Florida, had a, like, had a, like almost blew, almost blew a lead. Yeah. And LSU, LSU had a touchdown, almost had a touchdown late in that game. To, and Alabama was not going to score again from what we saw at the end. We cannot put them at number two. Yeah, I mean, you can't sit here and look at a situation where, oh, Alabama plays the teams. Well, you have a four and five LSU team. You right. have a what four and five? I believe I believe they're four and five now. Florida team yep. who just got boat raised by South Carolina. So what yep. now? All of a sudden, South Carolina is a good team. Like that's their know, logic, not ours. So I mean, yeah, you're right. They lost to Texas A and M. Okay, cool. So what are their what are their good wins this season? Okay, Ole Miss. Okay, that's okay. They're, they're, it looks like a long time ago, doesn't it? it feels like. Is Mississippi State any good? Is Tennessee any good? Is LSU any good? No, we don't believe nope, so. Nope, nope, nope. Like, I think uh, you know some teams from other conferences can beat those teams. So the rest of their schedule is New Mexico State should crush that one. Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas has fallen off the map since that. Well, Georgia they just game. won. I think they just had an upset this week. Right, or but they're who did they beat? I forgot who they they, were. they oh they beat Mississippi State thirty one. So okay, so. No, Arkansas still not ranked after that. They're six and three in the in the SEC West, and now Mississippi State is going to fall out, um, or you know probably fall down toward the top twenty five, or out, you know out of the top twenty five. What 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 are we doing here? Alabama's benefiting from SEC sucking this year. That's what it seems like. And they're they're still getting the we, praise. Why don't we pour on the SEC like we do? They could great. They have three good teams, maybe. They have, I, don't even, I mean, they I'm, have I'm, one. I don't know. I think Alabama can keep it contentious with, with, uh, with Florida. I don't know. Maybe not with Florida, with Georgia. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. Like games like this don't really help the narrative. It's been a narrative. Cincinnati barely beat Tulsa. Like that was in your worst. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think. Well, you look at the top top six. Other than Georgia, everyone barely beat or lost. Yep. So theoretically, other than Michigan State and then everybody else moving up, like Cincinnati should move up one. I agree, but I don't know if that's going to happen. It's not because the next like the next two. I mean, that I don't want to talk about, but it, it happened. Oregon, they Billy Washington fired their offensive coordinator after this game, and Oregon only won by by um by ten. Right, and and we've talked about Oregon the situation. They're going to stay ahead of Ohio State simply because they beat them. Right in week one or two, week two. Well, I mean, you, you got to look at it like okay, so. You can't say Ohio State was a better team 
I mean, they're obviously a better team now, but based on the fuel of the narrative, like Alabama almost losing to Florida, well, back then Florida was ranked. <laughs> you can't say, well, we figured out what Florida was, but we, you know, we, and that's what Mac. Remember when Mac Brown at the beginning of the year, when North Carolina got boat raced, and he was saying, well, that's because the preseason rankings are stupid. I, well, I agreed with that. A hundred percent. We've all agreed with that. The situation is, is they're creating a narrative that doesn't exist until it happens. Well, and the thing is, is it's always going to happen in college football with a with a situation where there's not opportunities to play each other because it's all based on scheduling. Like, I'm shocked to see – I'm glad to see things like Ohio State and Oregon playing early in the season and, and stuff like that. But, but you know what? Play in November. Play in November when a team has developed who they're going to be. You know, mm-hmm. instead of, like – Alabama playing New Mexico State next week. Maybe go out and play a halfway decent out-of-conference opponent. But they won't do that. That doesn't matter for these guys. Like, wouldn't you much rather see, like, Alabama and NC State versus Alabama and New Mexico State? Not saying NC State could beat them, but, like, maybe Alabama and Houston. Alabama and Houston. Yep. Something. Something rather than, like, oh, great, all of a sudden Alabama gets a third bye week in the year. Yep. A&M shut down Auburn, I believe it was the only top 25 matchup of the day, if I'm not mistaken. And that was the reason why um, not all eight of the top 25 teams that lost were against unranked opponents because this one actually was a ranked opponent. Auburn got shut down 20-3. to and God almighty, I don't know. This made A&M look good and it made you-know-who look better. But, I, God, I sure hope Auburn does something good with Alabama. Well, see, the good thing for Alabama now is, is this loss to Texas A&M. You're right. Texas A&M just beat another top 25 matchup in Auburn. And then Auburn, if they can also play, uh, if they can also stay in the top 25 when they play Alabama, that's another top 25 win. Oh, yeah. For, and, and they will. They'll stay. They'll stay in the top 25. We know that. That's, that's uh, I mean, Nebraska. I mean, it's not Nebraska, but uh, Purdue beats Michigan State. Can't even crack the top 25. They beat two of their top four teams. And they've... They're not even in the top 25. That's insane to me. Here's the real question, though. Um, with all of this going on, like, Notre Dame has one loss, and that's to the number six team. Like, yeah. We're not, we're not even talking about Notre Dame for playoff. They just beat the snot out of Navy. And nobody could do that if you were Navy. <laughs> but, like, you know, no I mean, Notre, Notre Dame, you know, they're, they're not going to play anybody sexy on the rest of their schedule, but, uh, you know, an 11 and one Notre Dame team. And we're not even talking about them for a, for a playoff here. I'm, I'm a little shocked at that. Maybe the committee got, maybe the committee realized after the last few years of putting them in there when they shouldn't have been in there and they lost 40 to nothing. Yeah. Well, there you go. How, how many four seeds have gotten destroyed? Mm. All of them pretty much. Most yeah, and that's them. my point with Cincinnati. Why can't they be the one who gets destroyed? Give them a chance. Well, that's the thing is, is like, it's the million dollar question. If you put Cincinnati in and they win, it's not a good look for these, these blue bloods. Exactly. And if you put Cincinnati in and they lose, the, the, the mid majors may never see the playoff ever again. Oh yeah. And that's no, it's evil. It's evil versus evil here. That's what I'm saying. Let's just eliminate this, make everybody not schedule freaking New Mexico state and all this garbage and, Let's play some football. You know, like, let's play games on the field. Even if they do get destroyed, I'm fine with it. Like, you know what? Put 12 teams in the playoff. One play, you know, one, what is it? One and two. 
one, two, three, and four get a buy. Let the other guys sort it out. If they beat them, they beat them. But at least you know what? How much more revenue are you going to get in college football? I'd rather I'd rather the poinsettia bowl and the armed forces bowl be playoff games rather than the I don't give a damn bowls. <laughs> Or nobody cares bowls, yeah. The players don't even play in them anymore. Yeah, so like they, they will only skip for the draft because it does not matter anymore. And, and I don't blame them. But, you know, you start making those games playoff, you know, semifinals and quarterfinals. How do you not increase revenue there? How do you not increase revenue with more games that matter? The bowl games are stupid now. They've become such a joke. Well, my granddaddy, I don't care what your granddaddy said. How about that? But, but not even that. I mean, these players are sitting out BCS bowls. Like they're sitting out yep. New Year's Six bowls because they don't, they're not they don't those don't matter anymore. Make them yep. playoff games. And those New Year's Six was supposed to be a big deal when they thought about it. It was absolutely a big deal up until about and now it know, don't matter seven eight years ago. And now, yeah, what does that matter to an NFL draft prospect? Nothing. Nothing. Quarterbacks will sit down. That's the worst thing you can have happen. Absolutely. North Carolina finally got another win, but it was at the expense of Wake Forest. Like we said, ACC looks really bad right now because that's a battle. No, North Carolina's a bad team, but that you have to win that game to stay competitive. Another eight and one. UTSA, that should be ranked, in my opinion. Agreed. 44. I didn't realize they were going to beat them by that much. Yeah, I mean, you look at the situation here. UTSA is another one. I believe they're in Conference USA. They're just never going to get any love. It doesn't matter. And that's the problem. Because they UTSA- kill their competition. Yeah, and they can go undefeated this year and maybe crack the top 25. But, you know, like, what's it worth? Like, they're going to have to do it again to even become, you know, relevant. But then we're going to have this. Are they going to be the new team next year where, well, they don't play anybody? Then fine. Alabama, pick up the phone. Call UTSA. (laughs) I agree. Pick up the phone. Do it then. There's no benefit. Like, that's the problem. And the only reason they don't play anybody is just the teams won't do that. That's my point. We, I mean, I, we I cannot before. blame UTSA because Alabama says, "Oh, well, we're not touching it." Why? Why not? Like, well, I, I agree with you. And the, the other thing is, is I, I know this is something that the, the schools don't necessarily want because it doesn't really help them financially, and that's kind of the big thing. Is um, I know that UCF was offered a three for one from Florida. Basically, you come to our house for three games, we'll come to yours for one. Well, that's that's not fair. It's not it's not financially fair, but you know that's that's the way they can they can throw out a, a ridiculous and absurd offer. UCF has to decline it, or UTSA has to decline it because it doesn't it can't do it financially. And then they say, "Look, we tried. They don't want to play us." Like it's not the way it works, man. One last game to get to: Rhode Island beat UMass thirty-five twenty-two. I can't believe this made the freaking because show. listen to the stat: the Minutemen. Shout out Greg of the Sports Dance. They have a great podcast, by the way. The Minutemen fired their coach, Walt Bell, which is an even worse name than his record, after just two wins in three years. Aaron, I know that it's UMass, and I call him UMass, and no one wants to play there. But Aaron, God forbid, you can't get any recruits. Like, you, you, can't, you can't convince anybody. You can't beat – I know Rhode Island, I think it's like eight and two or whatever, which I get. You can't beat anybody? Two wins? In, come on. Hey, Rhode Island's eight and two. I'm more. I'm more impressed. They kept it within two touchdowns at that point. I'm just pissed off that UMass beat UConn. Still, I just can't believe this guy beat UConn. I actually, I give up. I don't. I lost I the drive five for that crap. I can't say I have much to add in this one because I haven't followed a lick of UMass ever. 
The only thing but you I have know like about... some human mass, right? <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, the only thing I know about UMass is that Victor Cruz went there a long time ago. That's really, I, I never see. Good lord, that's so... all I know. I, I have nothing to add to this. Sorry, Walt Bell. You know, hope you find a job. I hear the Raiders are hiring. Get out, get off my show. When we come back to the AM drive, we're talking all things NFL. You thought the upsets were done? Keep crying. We'll be right back. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pick'emwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pick'emwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah. You want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Just another 90-minute Monday. Aaron, I, I put it this way. People who follow us on AM Drive TV on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I was looking at who liked our tweet when I 
put a little teaser out. And um, Hollow Girlfriend, a hologram girlfriend, the latest in augmented reality. <laughs> I love the internet. I love the internet. Thank you for liking our tweet. I'll do all the likes we can get. I'm well, sorry. I had to... She will. I'll step aside and let you have her, buddy. No, no. Well, listen. Anybody can have her. It's just only. I, I gave up. Aaron, you went on a Friday night, but feel like a Sunday morning. I always do. <laughs> well, shirts today make that seem impossible. In 2018, though, the innovators of Buttercloth struck a deal with Shark Tank. Buttercloth has created a six-way stretch mint-based shirt that keeps you cool and repels odors naturally. Nothing tops the comfort and the amazing looks. In 2021, though, Buttercloth struck their best deal with AM Drive. Support our show and own this breakthrough line of comfortable shirts. Visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and type the Buttercloth logo. All right, well, let's get right into it and keep going here. Grown men talking football, professional football. Aaron, the Jaguars, <laughs> I don't know if shock is the right word here. I feel like that's kind of unfair to the Jaguars because I thought like they completely butchered it and like just screwed every narrative that was about Urban Meyer. I actually was looking at our NFL totals, NFL win total segment from YouTube, and you had the Jaguars over one win. So here's a vice golf clap for Aaron on hitting that bet. Because they beat the Bills. This is a real score. Nine to six. It's like 1935 again. Linebacker Josh Allen outplayed quarterback Josh Allen, who had three turnovers. Holy cow, Aaron. Bills are five and three, and low-key, that's not very good. I mean, in the AFC, it's going to be all right here, and especially, well, in their division. I mean, I think they're, what, one win or one loss, I guess, technically ahead of, of New England. Oh, who said it, baby? I said New England was going to win the division. Did you? I didn't even Wow, okay. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Yeah, and I, the problem is New England can't win at home. They're 4-0 on the road and 1-4 and at home. Sure. Um, so the situation here with, with the Bills and Jaguars, yeah, I mean, what do you say here? Like, no one can say, yeah, I see this coming. Like, yeah, 9-6 all day. No chance. Now, there is one guy who can lay claim to this. Now, I, whether he saw it coming – or not, that's a whole different story. DraftKings Sports Better had Moneyline Jags, Moneyline Denver. I think he had a $100 bet win like $15,000. Oh, my God. Yeah, but do you really believe okay. he thought he was going to hit that? I don't know. Putting $100 down, is, I mean, I don't care how much money you have. That's a lot of money put down on those two games. I mean, to combine them is, is, is rough. Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're way up or you're way rich, it, I mean, $100 is different. I uh, – Place you could have put one dollar in one hundred and fifty. That's crazy. Pretty much. I mean, I'm sure that people have done that. You know, I'm sure people do that every week. Just put their money down on a couple, like a big stupid parlay like that, and if it hits, but and then no, but, and do they call it a lottery? I call it a lottery ticket. <laughs> I've almost hit a few of those, but uh, I didn't. How'd pick your this wife do, by the way? Oh, she didn't make her picks this week. What? We, for, we forgot. Oh. Boo. She didn't lose. She had a she had a she had a five hundred record, zero and zero. Five hundred. That's terrible. <laughs> Speaking of upsets, this one the only thing person upset here is the Packers front office because um they they thought they had I mean, I honestly thought Jordan Love was going to have a better game than what he had. Right. I mean, there's no tape on this guy except for Utah State. 
And this is the guy they picked to replace Aaron Rodgers. And I guarantee you, I don't even remember Aaron Rodgers' first career start. I don't even know if I watched or even seen highlights of it. I promise you it was not this bad. There's no way it was this bad. Honestly, I don't remember, to be completely honest. I mean, he was above 50%. He did throw a bad pick. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a terrible start. Um, mm. I think the takeaway from this one is... Chiefs suck. Yeah, I mean, are they just a mediocre team? I mean, I they just... <laughs> Their offensive line is not good. Which is weird, because that's what they retooled in the offseason. Well, retooled after they fell apart in the Super Bowl. Like, you can't... You have to completely rebuild that thing, and they're kind of like, it's kind of like patchwork right now. But they have to seriously consider that in the, in the draft and the offseason again. But I mean, I thought they they brought in a lot of a lot of guys to who who were better than the ones they had in the Super Bowl, and they've had nine weeks plus, uh, you know, an offseason to you know kind of gel or you know get get better, and it just hasn't happened yet. Like, was was the Green Bay defense that good this week? No. I don't know. Eric Bieniemy. I mean, you mentioned it before to me that he's not been good offensive coordinator ever since. Um, who was it? Matt Nagy left. Whatever. You, wasn't I'm it Matt say, Nagy? I'm not saying he's. Yes, it was Matt Nagy. But well, I mean, he. There's a, maybe there's a reason he's not a head coach yet. My my. Well, he's definitely not going to be after this year. But my my <laughs> my thought process with that was is how much. Because uh, if you're to believe what the stories are, Matt Nagy had full c- control of the offense. And when he left to take the job in Chicago, the offense became more split between Bienemy and Andy Reid. So that's kind of the question you have to look at. Everybody, you know, oh, why doesn't Eric Bienemy have a job? They throw out, you know, their obvious card they like to play. And um, but I mean, come on, Patrick Mahomes, 166 yards passing against you know an average defense, like. I can't put all of this on the enemy. I mean, these players just aren't playing. They're not playing well. Tyreek Hill has been unsatisfactory this year as well. He's dropped passes that have turned interceptions, and I think he was targeted 11 times and caught four passes. It's not good. Nope. Maybe the team's figured him out, or this at least this part of the offense out so far. Well, the question really is, is maybe, you know, guys like Sammy Watkins mattered. You know, yeah, because he's the tough catching traffic kind of guy, and takes you know takes the eyeballs off of Tyreek Hill sometimes. You know, it's you know, look at their look at their you know the options other than Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is you know Hardman hasn't really got Odell. But imagine they brought in Odell. Ugh. I mean, I was saying like Odell and Tyreek Hill. Well, that might be a match made in jail. I mean, yeah. heaven. Well, I'll tell you what's not working is the Josh Gordon experiment. That's for sure. Oh, I forgot. God, Lord, he's still in the Chiefs. Yeah. Oh my God! Give him another chance; he'll be fine. Give me a break. Um, another stunner this week: Broncos are good again, and Cowboys are who we thought they were. Aaron, I really am disappointed in the Cowboys this weekend. I know for anybody to say they're disappointed in the Cowboys is like saying grass is green today. But I mean, Aaron, they got they they can't they can't lose a game like this. I mean, Broncos were reeling. And I know they were supposed to win eventually, but they basically just said we're, we're punting their, our future because we trade away Von Miller. We want to build this team now. It's, that means we're going to suck this year. And Cowboys said we don't care. Beat us down anyways. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if trading Von Miller. We did talk about are they are they punting the season. I guess not. 
Um, oh. I don't know if John Von Miller qualifies as punting this season completely, but that defense is still incredible. I mean, they played oh. phenomenal away from home. Teddy covers did, you know, did fine. Finally did good again. The rushing game was really the big uh, the big key here, almost 200 yards on the ground. But, uh, yeah, this one is the, the stories in the losing locker room. This one's uh, with Dallas here because I uh, did not see this coming. I've been one of Dallas's biggest cheerleaders, and <laughs> – I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what to make of this setback. I mean, they're still in an okay spot. They, they had a turd and you know, but in the NFC East, they're going to be able to afford turds like this. They're still what three and a half games above everybody in their division. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. This is a tough one. It's a tough pill to swallow, but I don't know if, I don't know if this is like the end of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, are they going to take a step back in my rankings? Absolutely. (laughs) See you tomorrow. but um, yeah, they're uh, this is a tough one to swallow, and Dak just doesn't seem right. Something doesn't seem right with Dak. Might be his calf. Um, just a thought. <laughs> good read. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of good reads, how about Baker without Odell? Well, that's been fantastic. Um, I don't think he was playing when he said we're better without Odell. Maybe it almost seems like this guy's a locker room cancer, but I, that's just me. Um, Nick Chubb, although, to be fair, Baker Mayfield was average again, 200 yards. He did have two touchdowns, which has been rare this year for him. But Nick Chubb, 120 yards in his in a game back. I mean, that's why they won. And Brown's defense finally looked good. They, they beat every team in the AFC North except the Ravens. That's what I keep saying. I think the big question is, is do they even need wide receivers at this point? Nope. <laughs> Donovan Peoples-Jones always steps up in this guy's absence as the deep threat. And that's fine. You know, like I said, I know that Jarvis Landry's trying to come back here, but don't. Um, well, he played yes last week, but I mean, my point being is, is that, you know, when they can get Nick Chubb, now Dearness Johnson, who didn't have a good game, but the fact of the matter is, is they have three guys with Kareem Hunt when they can get Kareem Hunt back that can spell. I mean, this is a team that, that's going to play the old school style of football. And that's probably why we don't visually like them, right. is because they run the ball and they play good defense. And, and their uniforms suck. Yeah, they're the Cleveland Browns, and their 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 uniforms are orange and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of brown in there as well. But my point yeah. being is, is that they ran the ball, they played good defense, the recipe for success. And I mean, remember two weeks ago, or even or was it? Two Bengals were good. Ago? Yeah, Bengals were good. And all of a sudden, they're five and four. They lost to Cleveland, who apparently stunk. I, I lost full dis- full disclosure, I picked Cleveland on the money line on the NFL preview show. So thank you for that. Uh, About time you got something right this week. I got five right this week. Woo! <laughs> this is a good week for this week. With the Bears pending, yeah. I oh, um, uh, where was I? Yeah. I, so the AFC North just is just just got weirder, and and Baltimore's back in first place. Like no big deal. Your Baltimore Super Bowl. The Baltimore has been the best team in the AFC North to me. And then, <sighs> I mean, okay. I mean, I'm I'm saying, aside from a few games, I mean, I feel like the Ravens have been really good. I mean, they should. They might start running away with it. They just look the most consistent. Well, uh, you it's know, cardiac arrest, but Lamar's the MVP right now. But it doesn't necessarily oh. make it okay. Like they're they're still tough. That's Their right. defense is screwed up. That's right. I still thought Lamar was the MVP. You take Lamar off the Baltimore Ravens, they're the Jaguars. They're bad, Their defense yeah. is bad. Their running game is non-existent without number eight. They're, they're wide receivers. I mean, Lamar is learning how to throw a football. I mean, Marquise had a uh, Hollywood brought another good game. but Hollywood! Yeah, the the 
Lamar's the MVP. I mean, if you can make an argument for anybody else, please, please do. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray seemed good with Colt McCoy. Speaking of the goddamn devil, Colt McCoy playing for his Texas Tech head coach in Cliff Kingsbury. Aaron, it might be time to panic for the 49ers. I mean, Jimmy uh, G finally had a finally had a three hundred yard passing game, and Kyle Shanahan looks human for the first time in a while. What I mean, you, mean? You, you can't lose this game like this. You can't lose this game to Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins. And I like Colt McCoy, but the fact that Hopkins and the backup quarterback was in is not a – you can't lose by two touchdowns and be down by like 25 for most of the game. Yeah, no, uh, San Francisco's done. Um, figure out what you want to do with this Trey Lance situation. Get him playing time. I don't care what you call it. I understand that this is not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. Uh, I, I, I gotta be honest. I didn't really watch this game. I mean, you know, the, the offense seems like I mean, based on the stats, they, they just couldn't run the ball, which sucks. But I mean, they, they seem like they should definitely not have gotten beat as bad as they did. You're right. They were, they were never close in this game. And, James Conner had cancer, by the way. Yes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I mean, James Conner had a big day. What do you have? Three, three touchdowns. Yeah, and one of them was like huge. Like he was running away saying, screw you, cancer. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, he was really good. I think this other kid of Eno something, Eno Benjamin, I think. Yeah. I think he should pay for the Rams. I can't remember. But um Eno Benjamin, Eno is literally his name, and he ran all over him too. It is shocking that Chase Edmonds had like was non existent in this offense. It's crazy to think. But yeah. uh, um Cole yeah. might be the best backup in the league though. Yeah, that's probably. He's up there. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't have the sheet in front of me of backup quarterback, so that's probably pretty, <laughs> pretty good. You know what? I'm glad you don't have that in front of you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he played a good game. Good for Colt. You know, you don't see him. He pokes his head out of the of the ground every once in a while and uh, just plays good, plays good football. Hey, speaking of video games that I mentioned earlier, I had Cole McCoy winning like three Super Bowls in a row on Madden for the Colts. It was kind of cool, Colt from the Colts. I'm sorry. Uh, I see. Yeah, I mean, you look at the you look at the playoff standings right here. San Francisco dropped from eighth to eleventh. I mean, the good thing for them is they're actually really only like a game and a half out of seventh. So I just I don't know. It, it's it's too late to punt because the trade deadline's gone. So you really have to try to play good football. I mean, if we're looking at this situation. And Kittle, that was his first game back, to be fair. Had a good game, yeah. Um, but you have the Rams next week on, uh, I believe, Monday night. And then, uh, so that's probably three and six. But then there's a stretch of a couple winnable games. I don't know. It, it The schedule does not favor San Francisco to really go on a run here. I have a question. Remember when um, Jimmy Garoppolo missed that pass in the Super Bowl? You remember that? Mm-hmm. The Emmanuel Sanders pass, yeah. Yeah, I'm on my guy Emmanuel Sanders, Peyton Manning's best friend. Um, I just want to let you know something, or I have a question for you. How much different are we looking at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs right now compared to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers if that pass was, was completed? I mean, it was wide open. Think about how much history would have changed in the last three years if Mahomes had never won a Super Bowl, and now all of a sudden Garoppolo – do they even draft Trey Lance? Like, seriously. It's crazy that one pass in the Super Bowl just that happened, and now everything else is dominoed. So I know I've said this on the show a few times, and our boy Tony Johnson, who's been on the show, we talked about Tony. this when, when uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes was first coming to the league. I, 
I know this is going to sound crazy, but I didn't think he would pan out. <laughs> but, you know, with tons of weapons around him, good coach who was taking the reins on the offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy. Uh, Matt Nagy wasn't there. Oh, Lord. Um, my point bit is that, like, look, now as much credit as we give Brady, Manning, Rodgers even, like, when Mahomes doesn't have it, like, is he that good? Is he? I mean, he's to me, he's already has a Hall of Fame resume, if, if I'm being honest. I think you're absolutely 100% crazy. To say and there that he are a few people who say that, and, I, and I've been one of the people who said – you have to play for longer, but to me, the resume he's built up. I mean, how do you not put him and if let's say Lamar wins an MVP, how do you not put him and Lamar in? And and they're going to make it one day just by those alone. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so if Lamar wins the MVP this year, but not the Super Bowl, and has a career-ending injury, Lamar two Lamar, MVPs. He's not an MVP. He's not a Hall of Famer even with two MVPs. Fair. I don't know. It's just. I love these guys, and I really want to root for them, but sometimes that gets in the way of my better judgment here. I just – it was it was bound – I was waiting for the time when Mahomes would fall off the wagon. Like, it, it was bound – it had to happen. The guy was you think it happened so quickly? I mean, well, here's the situation. Look at the last, I don't know, 10, 15 Super Bowl runner-ups. I'm old enough to remember that. Do you remember another runner-up not named the Patriots that actually was successful after losing a Super Bowl? And that's that baffles my brain. Like even the even the Colts once they lost the Saints, like it all fell off the wagon. <laughs> like, not only that, like we didn't even give that a second thought when Kansas City lost last year. We're like, oh, they'll just they'll be fourteen and three, or you because know, they still had Mahomes and Andy Reid and Tyree. You're right, though. But it it just goes to show you you can't build your team around stars. You have to build it around the fundamentals, and that's what Brady has done. And it's easy Brady's for me to teams have it's, done that. It's easy for me to say this while they're down, but like. This isn't something I haven't been saying for four years. I mean, you could, like I said, go check tape. You can go check it. I've been saying this for four years. I think Mahomes is just, just a very average quarterback. I'm sorry. I'll say it. I'll continue to look. Have there been times where I wanted to jump on the other side and say he's great? But I mean, Tony, Tony said the same thing. He's like, this guy might be the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I don't, I just don't see it. What can't he, what can he do that others can't? The like problem with Mahomes right now, I think he needs another offseason of just reading defenses because it's come to him on a silver platter, but he's also made throws that I don't think Brady could make. That being said, but you're, but zone defense this year has picked him make But this year, those zone defenses picked him apart. And I think that now he has to get it up here. Like It's in your it's there, but you can't just play to Tyreek Hill and he'll be dusting with it. He has to start. Re- I don't think he's reading defenses right now. I think it's all handed to him. Well, it's not going to get any better as his contract. You I, know, I think his, his arm talent is isn't there. His arm talent's there to me. It's effortless for him. Sure, but so was Jamarcus Russell's. Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. Look, I I don't. If, if Pat Mahomes' career ended right now, he's not an MVP. Not a Hall of Famer, you mean? I'm sorry, not a Hall of Famer. He's already an MVP, so that's that's that trash can has been canned. That, that's fair. Pay, um, Raven, speaking of Lamar, um, as the Vikings in overtime, more heart attacks. Woo! <laughs> Lamar had another good game, 250 yards passing, 120 rushing, three touchdowns. He did throw two picks, but, I mean, come on. I liked it. You know, you know it's crazy. These, this is the Vikings team you like to see. 
mean, this is the Vikings team that I, I believed in at the beginning of the year. I understand they still lost, but I mean, like, being able to be close in these games, competitive in these games, and ultimately should have won these games. But, you know, Lamar, Lamar, this is going to be one of those games. If Baltimore gets to or wins the Super Bowl, this is going to be one of those games they look at like, you know, hey, when, like that. when the chips were down, when times were tough, they trailed 24-10 in the third quarter. Like, this guy, who could be the MVP, brought him back. Like, how many times can he do that? How many, like you said, more heart attacks. How many times can he do that? This is... Actually, this is might be the best year. I know that we have teams like Detroit and Houston and Miami and Jacksonville, but like as far as like who's the best team in football right now? I don't know. Parody. Exactly. I love it. Is Lamar like real quick? I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I kind of have to. Is Lamar better than Mahomes now that we've seen Lamar with less and Mahomes with less arm talent? I mean, Jack Lamar's improving, and then the running is way better. You're like, oh, he's just a running quarterback. Well, you have to take that into consideration. He's a pretty good passer, and he's a, a fantastic Michael Vick-type runner. To me, he might be better than Mahomes. It's totally plausible. Like you said, he's doing more with less, and uh, Mahomes, you know, Mahomes, Mahomes is doing less with more. <laughs> <laughs> but who's the best quarterback in the league? I think it's Rodgers. I mean, have you, the guy's pain point accuracy, I I think Rod. I think Lamar and Rodgers are up there. There's only one answer. His name's Tom Brady. But well, I mean, what is he? I mean, what, I'm doing more with less. What is he doing with less? I'm, Especially, the, well, this year at least. Well, this year he has a lot. I mean, he does. He absolutely does. But that's Plus the thing. Like, field pass behind the line of scrimmage is an easy life. Sure, and you know, would you would you argue he has more than Matt Stafford does? Yeah. Well, defensively, no. So I, I guess it's kind of even. That's that's the great. I love the parody in this in this situation. Why does like, Stafford run more? Like, have you noticed that like, he hit like two good runs last night? He's fragile. It only takes one. That is true. He breaks his collarbone every other year. That's true. Yeah, I just I think I think this might be a year with seventeen games. Um, I can't tell which conference it's going to be, but I, I think it's probably going to be the NFC. Like. We're going to get playoff teams with sub-500 records. Which is pretty cool for the NFL. This is why any given Sunday matters, though, because it, it, it debunks my Alabama theory. Because the Jets can beat the Bengals. The checks notes, Jaguars can beat the Bills 9-6. to six. I guess that means something. Are you ready to come off that? Are you ready whoa, to come off that whoa, conviction? Whoa, whoa. I think because especially it's now with look at Alabama this year. They're human. They're human in college football. Well, I'm, I meant previous years, to be fair. Even in previous years, man. <laughs> come I don't on. know. It's time to come home. No. It's time to come home. I think what it is time to do, drive home. When we come back, Monday Night Football, John Gruden's Monday Night Football, and NHL through 10 games. Aaron's talking puck, and I will too if I can. Right back to the game drive on 12 on sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. 
To pop your info, tap your popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high-performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support Twelve Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. Sports fans are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Before I show appreciation to our friends at Fanatics, Aaron, I want to tell people the funny tweet that I saw. You, you saw? Did you see Big Bird say that he got the vaccine? Uh, no. It was on Twitter. Like I got the COVID nineteen vaccine and it made my wing a little sore, but I got it anyways. So, um, somebody said, "Of course you comment on this, but during the epidemic of avian bird flu, your silence was deafening." <laughs> Who said that? Some guy. Oh, jeez. What do you do on commercial breaks? <laughs> I look at my previous tweets and find some funny stuff for the people. That's that was fair. funny. Though. Big Bird getting his COVID test. That COVID was so test. stupid. Come on, propaganda. Okay, let me shut up. Pixar, it didn't happen. Right. Aaron, are... <laughs> Aaron, are you a fan of sports? I would think so. Then you're a fanatic. What better way to show your fandom than by wearing sweet apparel of your favorite team from Fanatics? Every day there's a new deal on clearance or free shipping from every team in every league. Head to MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the Fanatics logo. Support us and your favorite teams with that link. Okay, Monday Night Football between checks notes here. Bears and Steelers. I, you said you have Bears money line? 
So in the NFL preview show that we did on Saturday, myself and Captain Lou, I took the Bears plus six and a half. And uh, in my bets, I have that bet to finish out a three-team parlay. I have them teased oh. to finish out a two-team teaser. And I have them on the money line at plus 240. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all things Chicago Bears tonight. Wow. Really, really prefer them just to get the two, the teaser cover and the regular cover. Um, but the money line would be the cherry on top for uh, – and actually would put me into the winning week. Um, what? Even though I, I did not do well this weekend, I could still possibly have a small, small win this week. Nobody did well, Aaron. Just pat yourself on the back and say, I'll get them next time. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't won anything yet. I actually uh, could be a could be a pretty bad week. It could be a pretty big L this week. And your uh, wife has some questions afterwards. No, I don't. I, the bills get paid. The the portfolio gets the portfolio gets tended to. This is just fun money. I love it. I love it. Don't forget her lottery ticket next week, by the way, for me. Yeah, I, I do. I, I it's two weeks in a row now. I've forgotten them. Actually, you dropped the ball, bro. That poor thing. She can remind me if she's whoa. Come on now. I'm sorry. If I had a wife, I'd be talking about her too. Just be fair. Okay, I want to also get to our other sponsor here, Vice Golf. We don't want to forget them either. Because, Aaron, Vice Golf ships golf balls right to your door, and Christmas is just around the corner. So Vice Golf has you covered by 2021 gift. And for the first time ever, they're offering discounted bundles. That's like presents, but they're called bundles. Get your swing back this holiday season with name brand golf balls for again half the price. MikeAndAaronDrive.com, click the Vice Golf logo. Any last words on Vice Golf? Um, yeah, they're a great ball. I'm actually going to go uh, go hit a few this uh, this week. I finally got a little little time off from this crazy schedule, um, so uh, I'm not going to hit the Vice Golf balls on the range, but I am when I do on the when I am on the course. I'm going to use them for sure. Fair enough, Aaron. I, I'm going to get to a topic that I threw in here because I'll be honest, I I want to talk about it too. Let's talk about hockey, baby. We're talking puck. Some more grown men sports here. NHL has completed more than 10 games now. Um, Panthers, Hurricanes, and Oilers are the cream of the crop. Oilers have this guy named Leon Dreschel, I'll say that, and Connor McDavid are both top twin points. They both have over 20, the only players in the league to do that. Your Golden Knights are 6-6 six and six by cracking the best team in hockey, are four seven and one thoughts on the season so far? Uh, first thought is it's Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, I'm gonna get it one day, dude. You were close. Dreisaitl. Um, yeah. So actually, my thoughts are Edmonton is a team that I thought would be uh, would be up there. Um, mm. obviously, obviously, I thought Vegas would be there too, and Vegas is playing a lot better lately. Right. Um, the Panther, or excuse, yeah, the Panthers were a team I thought would be up there. And the Hurricanes were a team I thought that would be good as well. But these three teams starting out the, the first eighth of the season in first place. Smoking hot. Maybe I didn't think that. Yeah, now hopefully the you know, situation here doesn't, that doesn't regress to the mean. But uh, I was more shocked at the Florida Panthers because I, I thought we'd have a passing of the torch from Bobrovsky over to Spencer Knight. And actually they both both played really well, especially at home right now. They're 7-0 at home, uh, all regulation wins, which is incredible for that. Um a couple of teams I'm a little disappointed in. Like obviously Vegas is the easy one. Uh, the Kings I'm a little disappointed in them. Uh, I thought they'd be a little bit of a surprise over Anaheim and Calgary, uh, oh. but uh, which will be my surprise teams here so far through ten games. Uh, the Central 
the Central is really the big spot where, um, while Minnesota is a good team, everybody thought Colorado would just be walking through, you know, the NHL skating season. through. Yeah, skating through the NHL season right now, and they're four, five, and one with nine points. They're actually in sixth place uh, right now. St. Louis, Winnipeg, and Minnesota were all are all teams that I expected to be good, and they're all up there. Um, a lot of people expected Chicago to be good. They're they're atrocious. They're absolutely. Did they fire their coach too? Am I that scandal? Uh, n- no. I feel like uh, did. I don't think so. They fired their coach like last week. Well, they fired their coach because they stunk. Oh, okay. Okay, so they didn't fire him. They just didn't fire him for the scandal. Yeah, so uh-huh. um, they fired Jeremy Colleton because he stunk. They uh, <laughs> Joel, Joel Quenville was the Florida Panthers coach currently. Is the Florida Panthers. Well, I guess he was. He resigned. Nope, he was the right. coach during the scandal. So that's the other thing is how is Florida going to react to this whole thing? It, so far, it looks like you know, everything's okay. I mean, Joel Quenville's <laughs> a good coach, but ultimately you got to, you know, you got to win on the, on the, on the ice. Um, everything's kind of going as, as, as what we expected. I know that Pittsburgh came out and opened the season with a big win against, um, the Tampa Bay lightning, but they're in the basement of the metropolitan division. Shout out Glenn Kaplan. Pittsburgh. But it's early. Like nothing, nothing too crazy has, has been, you know, I think the, the Panthers is the most, the, the, the best story. I think, you know, like they haven't no lost a game. Loss, no regular time losses. Exactly. No regulation losses. Right. Uh, Edmonton's doing what everyone's expected them to do for five years. I'm sure Cody Jansen will tell you that. Huh. Uh, so the question really is, is Edmonton fans are not getting excited about this because the regular season doesn't matter. They're going to make the playoffs. It's winning in the postseason. Edmonton's developed the culture of losing when they shouldn't. This oh. isn't new to them right now. So... Everybody, everybody up in Edmonton, Alberta is just pumping the brakes. Okay, cool. Nine and one, fantastic. Appreciate you. But uh, when April comes around, is when we really want to see you win. Question: Dry Seidel and Connor McDavid, are you shocked that the only ones on the same team, and they're the only ones in the league over twenty? Um, is that like how rare is that? They're both not, over twenty and they're on the same team. Well, it's not that it's rare. They're they're, they're probably well. They're definitely McDavid's the best player. But Dreisaitl's top five, maybe top three. Uh, the, the reason we don't talk about Leon Dreisaitl a lot is because he plays on the same team as Connor McDavid. But the kid's incredible. Is this like, LeBron and D-Wade? Come on. Uh, so top five players no. in the game? Yeah. I mean, it's probably – I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a basketball analogy. It's, <laughs> it's probably Michael and Scotty. Kobe and Shaq. Come on. Well, those two got a lot of accolades. I think it's Michael and Scotty. You know, wow. Leon, Leon doesn't get much because they don't even play on the same line. So that's so I don't know. I don't know of a good analogy, but it's another top five player in the league that still gets his just desserts. He gets his due credit, but he just doesn't get as much as the guy who's literally. I mean, Connor McDavid is head and shoulders above the rest of the players in the NHL. If you have a chance to watch that goal he scored against the Rangers this weekend, please. He deked four guys, a four on one. And he scores. It's incredible. The guy's incredible. Best hockey player ever, talented wise. It's it's sure looking that way. It absolutely is. I don't know if he's going to get the points that uh, you know. You know, he's definitely. I mean, Alex Ovechkin might be the best offensive scorer ever when it's all said and done because he might break Wayne Gretzky's record. He's got like nine goals this year again. Like yeah, he's star. Okay. He's no, slow, no slowing down for Ovechkin. Well, there. He's got three teeth too. God, that's a great question, and it's it's crazy to think that. 
I think I think McDavid's been in the league for six years, and he's already getting that question. It's like Mahomes. It's like LeBron. <laughs> Come on. Like if you put a if you put Connor McDavid on like the Vegas Golden Knights with the way they facilitate the puck or the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, he would score double the amount of goals he scores now. That's the <laughs> that's the thing. He he puts a lot of points on the board. I don't know if he's gonna get. I don't know if he's gonna get any records because they're so high because of all the scoring back in the day, which is why Alex Ovechkin's if he ends up getting it is gonna be incredible. But yeah, talent wise, yeah, Connor McDavid might be the best player of all time. If two teams start the Stanley Cup final tomorrow, who wins it? In a seven-game series right now, if two teams just started a seven-game cup final, who would be your champion if it started tomorrow and went this week? What do you, so you're so you're asking me who would be my two cup? cup well, just who would cup? win? Let's just say the Stanley Cup final was played tomorrow. Which team would win it all? Oh, okay. So I see what you're saying. Um, oof, that's tough. And then drive us home. I, it might be Edmund. Uh, I, don't I don't trust their goaltending a long term in a seven game series. Mm. Oh, that's tough. There's a lot of there's a, there's a few gaps in a lot of teams right now, and the trade deadline is going to be a big thing. But I mean, I guess you really have to go with Florida. They're playing two great goalies right now. I mean, Cody said it doesn't work in the playoffs, though. It doesn't. Correct. But if you have goalies that are hot. If both goalies are hot, just go with one. All right. So, I don't know. It's tough. You're right. The two-goalie system obviously doesn't. Vegas proved that for the last two years. That's tough. I don't know. That'd be a tough one. But uh, there's so many different uh, – it's a tough one. It's, it's so hard to say. I don't trust Edmonton's goaling, goaltending. I might trust Florida's too much. So, let's go with Carolina just for the hell of it. <laughs> Pigandwars.com slash fly for make your picks against the spread win cash. For free. It's pretty cool. Aaron Drive to Online. That's where I got this awesome mug. Aaron has one too. You also got a sweatshirt I never wear. He's got one. Starting to get cold here. Yeah, man. I, uh, I got to start terrible. It's weekend. 45 degree and freezing rain. Ooh, I don't like the rain, but I do like the 45 degrees. So. Yes. BetUS.com right, well, code 120Z. That's fair. Yeah. Take us home. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up here for the 90 Minute Monday on the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. Visit us at all those socials, Facebook, tick, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, and visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com to support all those sponsors we have promoted throughout the show. For Michael Kovarlis, I'm Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening. We will see you tomorrow. Adios.